Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Macklin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Five Questions to Ask Yourself During a National Crisis. And I'm recording this in March of 2020, and we're just right in the middle of the coronavirus situation and We've just been relegated to our homes and businesses are closed, schools are closed. And it's an interesting time. And I just speak grace over you. If you've been negatively impacted by this in your health or finances, I also really believe this is an hour of great opportunity. You know, there's a couple things I'm thinking about. You know, one is uh, Enterprise Alabama in 1919 erected a monument to the boll weevil. And and the boll weevil, years before that, had wiped out their cotton crop. And then once that had happened, they had an idea. They uh, actually started planting peanuts. And they found out that peanuts were more profitable than cotton. And they were so thankful for what they thought was a crisis in their life. They actually had a monument to the boll weevil. I also was thinking about how the devil, he had the apostle Paul arrested. I mean, the authorities did it, and certainly the kingdom of darkness was behind that. And, you know, I thought, wow, it's it's all over. But what happened was that Paul in prison became more impactful than he was out of prison because he wrote uh, 13 books, almost half of the New Testament, and it backfired. It backfired on the devil. It backfired on the governmental officials. So just first of all, I just want to say that I believe this is a season. It's an opportunity, even though there's pressure on us. There's pressure in our emotions. There's pressure uh, in our potentially our finances and other areas. But I believe that we're going to come out of this thing. I believe we're going to come out better. Even some of the things that we're forced to do. Some of you have got extra time at home right now. I see some of you are going to be writing books. You're going to find out what it means to move forward, which is one of the questions that we're going to be asking today. So I bless you. I bless you. And you know, there's five questions that I believe that as we ask ourselves, it's going to build up the hero within us so that we can be a strength to many. So you ready for the five questions? And this is a message that you're probably going to want to listen to again and or you're just going to want to pause and, and allow the Lord to speak to you, allow yourself to reflect, and you're going to get some great answers. Here's, here's question number one to ask yourself during a national crisis. What do I need to believe to have hope? Believing truth always leads to hope. Well, believing lies creates a lack of hope. In John 8, 31 and 32, it says this, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth first makes us free in our emotions, and then makes us free in our experience. So the question is, what do I need to believe to have hope? I remember in in a situation recently where I had to ask Wendy that, battling for hope, and I've shared this on the podcast, and I went to her and she asked me that question. Steve, what do you need to believe to have hope? Well, I'll tell you what we need to believe. It's always going to go back to believing the promises of God, believing that our prayers are working, 
believing that all things work together for good, believing God's going to provide, believing that we'll never face something more than we can handle. What do we need to believe to have hope? What do we need to believe to have hope for our nation? What do we need to believe to have hope for our families, for our future? That's a powerful question. Question number two is, what is God doing in me? We ultimately don't have influence because we have a message, but because we have a life of fruitful impact. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. We have authority, a crown of life in any area we are overcoming in. What is happening in us is more important than what's happening through us. Because what is happening in us now will determine our future ceiling of influence. Our response to something is almost always more important than this something. When we verbalize and we're able to verbalize what God's doing in us. Wow, we can say God right now is helping me uh, overcome fear. The Lord right now is causing me to trust him to provide for me like never before. The Lord right now is causing me to rise up and help people like never before. What is God doing in us? It's a powerful question. Question three is, how can I move forward now? How can I move forward now? Nehemiah said this to his enemies when they wanted him to meet with him in the valley of, oh no. (laughs) He said this in Nehemiah 6.3, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Nehemiah is is our example of not going down into the valley of fear, worry, offense, impulse decision-making, or depression. He kept moving forward in his great work. You know, it's kind of like what happened in Exodus 14 where... Moses and the Israelites are at the edge of the Red Sea. Their future's blocked. The Egyptians are bearing down from behind. Their future's blocked. Their past is catching up with them. They're crying out to God. And and God says, why are you crying out to me? Tell my people to move forward. Tell my people to move forward. And when they began moving forward, the Red Sea parted. And you know, this is not a time to be passive. This is not a time to just bunker down and be neutralized and bury our talents. It's a time to actually move forward. And one of the greatest questions we can ask God is, what does it mean for me to move forward? Now, many of us are going to have extra time. We're going to have extra time at home. We're, we, we're on a, almost like a forced sabbatical. <laughs> and I see it as an opportunity. I already mentioned this. Some of you are going to be able to make great progress or even finish the book that's in you. By the way, you know, one of the problems a lot of people have when they start writing a book is they want to make it too big. They want to put everything in there. No, just get a book out. Someone needs to hear this. Get a book out. My first book was really small, but it created momentum in my life. Others of you are going to bring greater structure in your life. You're going to bring greater greater structure around your home. You're going to clean some things up. And maybe moving forward for you is just moving forward relationally with people 
in taking the time through phone calls, FaceTimes, or, or whatever. That's question number three. How can I move forward? Question number four is who can I help? Who can I help? Matthew 23, 11 says, But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. Healthy people have their eyes looking upward to God and outward to people. When a crisis hits, walls between people are broken down. You know, even, even some I'm seeing some of the political divide getting broken down. It's a powerful time to love your neighbor as yourself. Each of us has the ability to give something to others. Even if we don't have a lot of money to give, we can give encouragement, volunteer time, pray for people. And as we think creatively, we'll find different ways to reach out to people. How can I help? Let's, uh, let's take the time to send a text to somebody of encouragement. Let's take the time to say thank you. Let's take the time to pray an audio prayer and send it to somebody. And then lastly, question is, how is my connection to Jesus? This is the most important question. A national or worldwide crisis shakes things to the core. It makes us evaluate what is really important. It causes us to think eternally, not just temporarily. We are forced, like the three Hebrew youth, to commit to God, even if it costs us. And this is what it says in Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Now, these three Hebrew children, they had faith in God's deliverance, but they basically said, no matter what happens, we are not compromising. Challenging times provides us with an ideal opportunity to become a follower of Jesus or to deepen our relationship with him. So, you know, this is a, what is my relationship? How is my connection to Jesus? The fifth question. And, you know, as we, as we press into that, as we make extra time for him as we surrender areas of our life to him we're going to find it, it the effect of this season is going to do a powerful work so these are five questions to ask during a national crisis what do i need to believe to have hope what is god doing in me how can i move forward now who can i help how is my connection to jesus Wow, so, so, so good. And again, thank you, Father, for the ones who are listening right now. This one who's listening right now, thank you for their lives. Thank you for the calling on them. Thank you for doing a great work in them. Thank you for supernaturally sustaining them. Thank you, God, for connecting them with the right people. Thank you that even by listening to this podcast, it indicates their heart to keep growing and to keep moving forward. Wow, thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And if this has blessed you, just tell somebody else about this message. And I believe the book Higher Perspectives, one of my books that I wrote, a, a devotional, 50 Devotions, is a great book to, to be reading at this hour. And I want to remind you that we're here to ignite your hope. 
There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get a hope, true hope circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody believes the future will be better than the present, and they have the power to help make it so. Our hope level determines our influence level, and he who has the most hope has the most influence. And I want to remind you, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. Too much uncertainty, too many, uh, too much bad news on the television, too much issues within our families that are unresolved, financial pressures, joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. No, listen, today's the day. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We stir it up. We stir up our joy. We rejoice. We thank you, Lord. We, we become childlike. We delight ourselves in the Lord. Hey, God bless you. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We'll see you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.